McTavish. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. Guys, it is hot take without the hot take here, and welcome back to another Monday episode. Merry um, Christmas, belated Christmas, yep. Boxing Day over. Yeah, still going, and we're still going. We're so, still going. Other places shut down, but we're still. We're still all right, let's get to it. Uh, short episode today. Uh, NFL rundown. So we go Rams Vikings first. Well, what do you expect? Um, the Vikings shot themselves in the foot. Well, that's what they do week. every week. And they lost to this one. The Rams clinched a playoff spot. Yep. They um thirty twenty three yeah they so I think they lead the NF do they lead the NFC West at this time at this point they do and they clinch the playoff spot they yep. had to they, in order for them to clinch the playoff spot they won outrightly yep. so they deserve the playoff spot which is unusual for Matt Stafford to be actually planning for playoffs but yeah he didn't play the greatest of games he got picked off three times well I think that just comes down to the Vikings defense still have ta- has talent Stafford still needs to adjust to the. To McVeigh's system, yeah. So I think this might not be the year for them just yet, but they've got they've got potential to be a Super Bowl team, especially in the next two or three years mm-hmm. down the line, which is where they really need to be because of those first round picks they gave up. True. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. had a really good game. Um, yeah, he he's showing himself in, to actually start coming back. Maybe. Well, maybe it's the system. I don't know if it's necessarily the the player. I think it's the system you're in. I don't I'm, think he's gonna be. What he was as a giant, but he'll definitely be good. No, but serviceable I, as I said, it's just he went to a system in Cleveland that was a run first. Yeah, the Rams are a throw first team more so than a run first team. Yeah, they want to run, but they throw more than they run, and so that yeah. suits him just fine. So that's a good that's a good landing space for him. And like I said, it's good that Matthew Stafford's not planning, you know, off season just sitting around. He gets to be a participant in the playoff picture. So congratulations to the Rams. All right. Patriots versus Bills. Woo. Bills finally woke Woo. up and beat someone legitimate for once. Now, it's getting tight in the it's AFC tied it up. East. They both sort of are they're tied. And now, this win from the Patriots, if the Dolphins win to, win today against mm-hmm. the Saints, they clinch a playoff berth. Holy Woo. cow. This win from the Bills has put the Dolphins in the picture. It has. So they have to they they have to beat the Saints, and I don't think they're playing the Saints until Monday Night Football. I believe they are playing them today. I believe they're playing them on Monday, Tuesday, our time. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's huge. I, like, Josh Allen had an incredible game. He had a great game. Yeah. Um, Stephon Diggs fulfilled all um, all NFL fans' dreams by swearing at some Patriots fans. Oh, well, as you do. Um, you know, and for the Patriots, I think, again, it's that whole theory we talked about last week. They fell behind quickly. And I think... In order for Mac Jones to be successful, I don't think it's going to work where the Patriots fall behind. If they fall at least, behind, at least a season. If they fall behind, then they have to rely on him, and I don't think they should be rely. They want to run the ball, but they couldn't really get off the the field because the Bills kept moving down the field, and that's what that's what caused the Patriots to win. So now, yeah, and the and the Bills are a run heavy team. Right. So, so now, 
Yeah, so now you look at, you know, what's next for them. And so, yeah, that that's now it's a tie. Yep. you got a tie for first place now. So, you know, between the both of them, maybe they both beat each other. So Someone might miss the playoff. If the, if the Dolphins win today, they clinch a playoff berth, and someone out of those two is going to miss the playoffs, which is huge. Yeah, we'll see. Colts cards. Now, did I... Did, you are you it. are you telling? You said it first. I said it earlier in the but season. But I said the Colts are a dangerous team. I was not bullish on the cards all season long, no. even when they were going on a win streak. I said they were contenders. I never said they weren't pretenders. And look what's happened now. No. To me, they are frauds. Wow. There's always one team that are frauds every single season that look good on on the surface. They're a frat. The, the, a team that looks like it's a Fabergé egg. Mm-hmm. They look good on the surface. You see the pieces, but there is nothing when you break through that hollow exterior. Well, Jonathan Taylor ran for another ran for another hundred and eight, over hundred yards again. So that means they're going to win. Normally, when he runs for that much, the Colts win. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the this is the situation with the Cardinals. You know, the strength the, their strengths in the beginning of the season are now their weaknesses at the end of the season. You're going to have that where the also, Colts... Were, also, I buried the Colts yeah. four games in, and now yeah. look where they are. Also, can we mention how bad Cliff Kingsbury is at managing a game clock? Mm. He had th- around two and a half minutes left. Kicked the field goal. They were down by like... how? Mu- they were down by step... They were down by a touchdown, a converted touchdown. They had to... They should have kicked a field goal. But he drove it down the field... For over a minute and a half, and once they were at, they were on a third. I think it was like a third and third and ten in on, on or near um, the Colts twenty. He then decides to take the field goal. Mm-hmm. With forty seconds left in the game, he has to rely on an onside kick. And what do you know? The onside kick fails. Mm. What the hell? Well, what is what is that time? What is that clock managing? I think again, it's it's. I know you you have your being your bond about Kingsbury. You've always had it. Um, it's just this the things that, like I said, the things that were working out for the Cardinals at the beginning of the year are starting to fall apart. Teams are figuring and them out. They've had injuries. Again, Hopkins is out. You lose a big, big, big valve in that. So we'll see. They're still and out. Patrick still Peterson was out for this game, right? As well. So allow me to before we continue on uh, a moment of silence. For the teams eliminated. Yep. Moment over. Moment over. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions, Houston, Giants and Jets, Seahawks, Bears, and Panthers. All have better been. luck next They've year. They've all been eliminated They've simultaneously. All gone. Yeah, they're all. Wow. Out well, look again. You're looking at the records. Do yeah. you blame them? None of none of those, none teams, of those teams, teams scraping 500. So none of them deserve, especially the Bears as well. Yeah. So they're gone. None so of those are the teams who have been eliminated. Just to let you know. Moving mm, on. None of them deserved to be anywhere near a playoff. Chiefs, spot. Steelers. My ah. letter is D for domination. Yep. They dominated the Steelers from the start to the finish. Yep. They ran rough shot over them. The defense annoyed Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I'd say the Steelers are still, for some reason, still considered alive, but. I'd say they're already one foot oh, in the grave. They're, they're already dead. You've got a quarterback who can't do anything in the pocket. He has. He literally just stands there and waits for Deontay Johnson to even gain some sort of separation. Then Deontay Johnson in the next half develops hands 
hands like made out of butter. So, like, and they've got Najee Harris, who they've uh, really misused all season long. They're just throwing screens to him. They haven't got a proper line to block for him, which is why I questioned the pick to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm liked Najee, but they don't have a, an offensive line to let it, to let him run. Mm-hmm. Their their defense can turn it on, but when when it doesn't, this is what happens. And allow me to eat the biggest plate of hats and mix with crow ever because I amongst other people were throwing dirt on the Chiefs and yeah. now they've clinched they've clinched up they've clinched the, the AFC spot. West. They've won the West out outright and at eleven to four they're they the are. engine's starting to run now and things yeah. are starting to click. They are starting to click. So but I'm still I'm still like I'm still a little bit suspicious of them in the playoffs. Will they last? I'm not sure. Well, because that defense is still really bad. Yeah, but the today. defense stepped up today. Today yes, against the Steelers team that's been decimated, but this is the Chiefs. A Steelers you know? offense that is pretty terrible. This is the Chiefs, though. You still have to win those games because, lo and behold, the Bolts. Yep. That lacks the San Diego slash L.A. Express. What happens? They throw a stinker. They lose to one of the worst teams in football. So, can you have any faith in the Chargers off that? No. Nope. No, of course not. They <laughs> lose Here's to a... the lowly, lowly Titans. The Texans, sorry. Here's the 41-29. thing. 41-29. Here's the, Why? Here's the thing about the Chargers. Ever since, even back, this is going back to their San Diego days. They, were, they are a franchise of pain. They were raised by pain. Everything around them is pain. Their analytics department finds new and creative ways to manufacture pain. This is going back to their San Diego days. 2009, they had, or 2010, they had the best offense and best defense in the league, and their special teams made them miss the playoffs. Okay, well, the current Chargers just find ways to blow it. They're not consistent. Like a lot of teams that's happening within this season we see. Mm-hmm. We see team win one game. You think they're going to carry it to the next game. Then they blow it. So yep. the Chargers get where they are. They win a, you know, they win a big, big game yep. against the Chiefs. They really put it to No, the Chiefs beat them. Sorry. They were but close they, enough to win. Yep. But then what happens? They play the, the Texans and make Davis Mills look like you know, Johnny Unitas. Yep. So it's kind of the Chargers' ain't that the, way. Ain't that the second time you used the Johnny Unitas <laughs> Reference. I'm sure I haven't used it before, but it's true. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't have faith in the Chargers. I don't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'd I, say they're going to. And nobody out. wins this game because all this does is make the Texans pick worse. Yeah, no, no one. Well, no one. Obviously, they want to stay and play. Well, mm-hmm. well, team. Well, players and coaches aren't fond of tanking anyway because they want to keep or gain a new job. Right. Exactly. All right. Moving all right. On. Moving on. We've got the Warriors versus Suns three. Three, baby! And the and, Warriors and took that was, that one. And that was what Curry was doing all game long. Three, three. Steph Curry was absolutely indomitable this game. I mean, this is Steph Curry we're talking about. He's nearly indomitable, indomitable every single game. Um, it shows a wide gap between these two teams. I think the Warriors are more built for the playoffs. At, at this time, I could be wrong going into the future, but... I think the Suns still have a couple of things they need to... Uh, maybe one or two moves they need to make at the deadline to really um, bolster their depth. Because the guys that they have right now 
it can't just be the Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Booker show. Um, you got guys like um, Cam Johnson, who's sort of fallen off this year. Um, then you got Cameron Payne, who hasn't really been what we knew him as from last last year's playoffs. Mm-hmm. Those guys that they were counting on haven't really done much this season. Mm-hmm. So they really need to think about bolstering the depth, especially mm-hmm. at the deadline, because there are going to be sellers. Yeah. Um, this is a preview of the finals. Yep. And uh, so uh, the, the, at, we- a Western the Western Conference, Conference finals. finals. This is it. There is no Lakers in this picture. There's no other teams, okay? That's why the excitement level is so high, and that's why there's so much intensity. Every time I've watched these teams, it's intense because they are mirror images of each other almost. For the Warriors, let's not forget, we got, we got Steph. We know that. Otto Pointer Porter Jr. Oh, he was fantastic. Okay. He was fantastic. He's had a chance now to actually play on a winning team. And so it's like that idea of the Warriors way. Like, you know, you're, you're not such a great hot player when you're playing on a bad team. But when you're playing on a good team you're, and you're playing amongst future Hall of Famers, well, they need your a, skills elevated. Well, someone like Otto Porter Jr. really needed a system where he could just play to his strengths and right. shoot, the, shoot the ball because we know he's a shooter. And he's got that here. It's like Wiggins. Right. He's in a Wiggins role but at the four. Yeah. And he's uh, he played an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. So that's again, this is the Western Conference Finals right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody who thinks that somebody else, forget it. These two teams will be at one and two respectively for the rest of the season. Yep. Uh, nobody talks about the Cavs. We haven't talked about the Cavs, Not but they are fantastic. They are a fun, exciting young team who has a lot of potential. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of potential in a dense Eastern Conference. They look really good. I think Colby Altman, um, going out of the LeBron era, had so much work to do to rebuild this team. Yeah, a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Kevin Love is still on that roster, but he's injured right now. Okay, for starters, let's just the last game they played, they throttled the yep. Raptors, one hundred and forty-four oh, yeah. to ninety-nine. It was okay. just so. I suppose you have to look at, you know, everything. They have so much. They got Garland. They just picked, you know, they got Darius Garland. Darius Garland. I think Sexton's injured right now. Yeah, and I don't think he's coming back because I think Garland's taking over his play. Yeah. Ricky Rubio. Yep. Okay. Ricky Rubio, who's been around for a long, long time. Never he's a great. He's a great. He's one of that. He's that rare veteran presence on that team that they need. Yep. Then you've got. Um, he got Taco Fall. Taco, I mean, Taco Fall. Fall scored 11 points. Taco That's garbage time. I get and it. He, and he was incredible in, at rebounding. Right. If you play him some more, he could be something. Then you got um, Jared Allen, who they paid a lot oh, for. Five did. years, $100 million, yeah. And it shows. He's fantastic defensively. He can, he can play well on the offensive end. And he can be that starting big man that they need. And he can be... Um, one of a big man that can develop into one of the more premier ones in the league. Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Pick, he was sent away by the Bulls. Yep. He was sent packing. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. So they picked him up. So and they've extended BJ Bickerstaff for another three years. I believe. Yeah. And Bickerstaff's doing a good job. Yeah. Bickerstaff is doing a fantastic job getting the most out of these young guys. And Bickerstaff's never been that coach to really. He's never been a coach that's fared well with superstars. No. He's always been a coach that loves... He's like a John Tortorella. He wants a team that um, is impressionable, that's young, 
hungry and wants to win. Mm -hmm. And this is what he has right there. This is the perfect system for him. Yeah. And I think Kobe Altman has done a fantastic job with this team. And you even got young guys like Isaac Okoro. And even you got Evan Mobley, who's been fantastic mm -hmm. as a rookie, yeah. breaking out. So this is a team that can, that can dis be a disruptor in the playoffs. They have the two things that you need in order to... I, don't, I wouldn't put the Cavaliers at being like, you know, they're going to make a deep run, but you have that good mix of veterans and rookies and young guys. So I think that, that's going to help out the, the Cavaliers greatly. Yep. That's, and you, you, as we mentioned before, Ricky Rubio, he's that veteran presence that they've needed, and, he's, and it's paying off big time. Okay, last little segment. Um, this is one I've wanted to do for a while now, and we haven't gotten around to doing it because there's been a ton going on in the cycle. But um, the Sabres this year are terrible. Well, they've they been terrible for a long, long time. But this year they you are... Say, you can actually say the Sabres have been only good at two points in their, in their existence. Yeah. You want to know when? When. Pat LaFontaine playing for the Sabres. Yes, Pat LaFontaine. And the former goalie. Hashik. Dominic Hashi. Dominic Hashi. That's about it. You have the LaFontaine era, and you have the Hashik era, and that's all I know about the They Buffalo are currently, they, they've got okay, play. they've got good prospects, but they can't really develop them. Right now, they are uh, third to bottom in the Atlantic Division. They are, they're, they've only, they're 10 and 15, which is not terrible, but like, considering the roster. Yeah, but for like, hockey... For hockey. I mean, hockey but, records are never yeah. outstanding. They're but always 36 and 43. And here's the here's um the main thing. So they did end up trading their franchise face, Jack Eichel, to the to the Golden Knights for mm, a bulk return. They got a protected 2023 first-round pick back, which in the NHL, a first-round pick is really good. Mm -hmm. um, they got Alex Tuck, who could be a really good forward. Um, they got a defensive prospect and... Uh, a second, a second round, a conditional second round pick. So it's not a horrible return, but it's much below market value when they could have gotten last year. So here's the whole drama around that. I I went on a rant back in April. If you remember, I went on a rant about the Pagulas. Yes. And how they're running this team. Who this, also own the Bills. Who also own the Bills, but they are meddling with the Sabers. They used to meddle with the Bills. Terry used to meddle with the Bills, but he's kept his hands off the Bills and let Bean and McDermott do his do their work. But now they they're meddling with the Sabers and their operations. Mm -hmm. How they handled Jack Eichel was one of the most egregious ways of handling a player's injury and injury concerns I've ever uh, I've I've seen in the NHL, ever. It was absolutely terrible. So Eichel has had neck problems for a while. There was um. He wanted to get a disc replacement surgery in his neck mm -hmm. that had never been done on an NHL player before. He wanted that surgery. and But the Sabres wanted him to get a fusion surgery, which would still leave him in pain. Mm -hmm. The two sides were disagreeing on, on what they wanted. Eichel wanted his surgery. The franchise wanted him to get that surgery so he could get back on the ice and play for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. He... Leading up to the preseason, he failed his physical. Oh my god! Shocked Pikachu face! He failed his physical when you didn't allow him to get the surgery that he desired. What did they do? The classy organization of the Sabres, they stripped him of the captaincy. Can you see how incompetent this ownership is? They stripped him of the captaincy. 
because they didn't allow him to get the surgery he wanted that was, uh, and they wanted their own surgery for him that would still leave him in pain because they wanted their biggest chip out on the ice for their depleting, just garbage franchise. Like, are you serious? And finally, they they traded him for, and they traded him for a bulk return, and he finally was able to go to the Golden Knights, and he's finally gotten the surgery he's desired. He's he might be back on the ice soon for the Golden Knights, but for the Sabers, this is a wasted, wasted era. Jack Eichel has been at the Sabers, was at the Sabers. From 2015 all the way up to 2021. That's mm -hmm. six full years. Mm -hmm. He signed a 10 million, a, a, a 10 by eight, a 10 by eight, a 10-year, $80 million contract. Mm -hmm. But he only completed four of those years. Okay. Four of those years. Four of those years, he was ab three of I'd say three of those years, he was absolutely elite for this mm -hmm. team. In his fourth year, in his fourth and final year, he was injured. That was the horror show of the 2021 season. He was injured. He was disgruntled. And the Sabres were absolutely horrible. Okay. And so right now, the Sabres are pungent. And they have little to no direction. They had the first overall pick this year. They got Owen Power, the best, probably the best player in the draft. And they, they've got good prospects. But... Rasmus Dahlin, their first overall pick from 2018, who was compared to Victor Hedman, is still putting up a horrible plus-minus. He's still not developing because they don't have the personnel to be able to develop him. And they traded Rasmus Ristolainen for a really good return to Philadelphia, which they, were, they capitalized on Philadelphia's stupidity. Mm -hmm. But they've still got guys who were hyped to be core contributors who still haven't developed. Sabres, what have you learned? Nothing. This is all on the Pagulas. And and I wouldn't even trust... I would not trust any of the Pagulas to do the most menial of tasks if I ran a small business. That's how awful their tenures as the owners of, uh, owners of the Sab oh, Sabres have been to me. Should they give up that ownership and just focus on... They're the not course? going to. This is the one thing about the, especially since I talked about in my rant back in April about them, they closed up, they, there's been some uh, issues around their natural gas wells. They closed off their natural gas wells at about $2.16 and um, they, and they need money, especially in the pandemic. So, and the Sabres are still somehow profitable, which every sports franchise is pretty much profitable. Mm -hmm. So this is their cash cow. I don't think they're going to be selling anytime soon, regardless of what the poor fans want. Oh, well, on that note, wish the Sabres well as they move forward. And I think that's it for our yep. show. An that, abbreviated version. Yep. But we will come back this Friday. Yep. We will That'll be up. our last episode of the year. Yeah. That'll be New Year's Eve. We'll get to reflect, do a little bit of reflection, do a little walk down memory lane for those of you who are listening. If you're just come on the tick from TikTok, welcome. We'll yep. put more... Blurbs up as time goes on, and that's it for us. All right. Happy New Year. See ya.